welcome to the show. This is Come Over Here and Say That, and we are going to Kansas today. And our guest is uh, cultivating or or planting. Sorry, Greg, I can't remember. What did you say you're doing today? Uh, I'm I'm planting wheat right at the moment, currently. Planting so. wheat in Kansas. Greg is yep. uh, one third of the YouTube sensation Peterson Farm Brothers. Uh, they have about 120,000 YouTube followers, 360,000 followers on Facebook, and Greg is a graduate of Kansas State University and a fifth generation farmer in Kansas. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks, glad to be on here. So, so Greg, when I was doing my prep for the show, which I sometimes do more prep than other times, I was sitting uh -huh. down watching the, some of your YouTube videos, and my family, just to give you some background, generally uh, tolerates my media activities, but, but they were there and actually got into the YouTube videos, and my wife Jennifer and, and my 15-year-old Julia thought that they were, were really, really good. And Julia thinks that Kendall is probably the cutest of the three brothers, so you can pass that on to him for me. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, that's usually what we, uh, usually the message we get, so <laughs> Kendall does. <laughs> Well, you, everybody's got to have their role, I suppose. So, yeah. tell us a little about uh, what you do down there in, in Kansas. With what's your farming operation consist of? Uh, we primarily uh, we primarily raise beef cattle, so uh, it's kind of more of a livestock operation than, than cropping. But we also uh, we, we raise about a thousand acres. Um, we grow uh, wheat, corn, uh, sorghum, alfalfa, and soybeans. So. Uh, variety of different crops and uh, yeah like you said fifth generation farm so um, it's been going a long time and and we uh, hope to keep it going into the future so everybody on YouTube knows that you have two brothers and I I think one sister is that right yeah yeah two, three three brothers total and then our sister is, is younger uh, than the three of us so she, she's bringing up the bringing up the rear but she's doing it that yeah you know, so we got connected through uh, my good friend Trent Luce, and he's down there in Nebraska. So I took a group down and we visited Trent in Nebraska last summer. So if we were at his place near Broken Bow, how far were we from where you guys are? Uh, Broken Bow is like, uh, I, I could be wrong, it's like four or five hours away, I think. I think that's not how far away it is. So, so if we plan, we'll plan another trip to come down to see Trent, maybe we'll come down and see where you guys grow all of your wheat and cattle and sorghum. Yeah, yeah, you should. It's a, it's a great, great part of the country. So a lot of people that live here in Ontario, particularly around Toronto, uh, their, their exposure to Kansas, particularly Kansas City in this case, which is not actually in Kansas, right? Right. It would be the Kansas City Royals. Are you a yeah, baseball Kansas fan? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, I follow the Royals. I, I can't say I'm, like, a hardcore Royals fan. Kind of jumped on the bandwagon as they've, as they've gotten good the last couple of years. In fact, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Well, yeah, last year with, they won the World Series, and then, of course, they knocked out our Toronto Blue Jays in, in doing so. Yeah, that was, that was uh, good, good for the Royals and bad for the Blue Jays, I guess. That's okay, but then, then uh, Texas came along we hate texas way worse than we hate kansas city so you're off the hook okay <laughs> <laughs> but football in in kansas 
is is the big sport, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, whether it's NFL or college sports, college football too, it's, it's definitely a big deal. Yeah, it, it it really seems to be. We have nothing in Canada that compares to college ball in the U.S. or even even high school ball, as far as that goes. I think is yeah. much 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 bigger than it it would be here. Yeah, well, you guys have hockey, so so uh, you can. Yeah, we had definitely have hockey. So when I was a teenager, which is a few years ago, our uh, church youth group took a uh, an exchange with a, a group from Indiana. And, and we were, I don't know, 16, 17 at the time, and these guys said, let's play some basketball. And so, right. yeah, we, we got our collective butts handed to us on the basketball court down there. A lot of us hadn't really done much of that. And then a year later, we invited them up, and we got them on skates. So we got our payback. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would get dominated by anybody playing hockey. <laughs> uh, it's, wor- it's worth a try at least once. For sure. So, you would be considered part of the social media generation? Yeah, I would say so, yep. Do you remember, do you remember a time before cell phones? You probably don't. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got a cell phone when I was in eighth grade, and I think my dad had had one for several years. I, I, remember, I remember the time before cell phones, I think, mainly because, yeah, I mean, like, people didn't, get cell phones out in the country I mean it kind of took a few years but but uh, I mean social media cell phones that's been a big big majority of my life yeah for sure and and you uh, you went to Kansas State right what was that where did you go to where did you go to school yeah I went to Kansas State University uh, in Manhattan Kansas and what what did you take there uh, I studied ag communication, uh, which was kind of a unique major. Um, you know, we basically yeah, kind of talked about all the stuff that uh, that I'm doing today. Is you know, you know, communicating uh, what goes on in agriculture with with the consumer. Um, you know, basically PR for agriculture. And did you recognize it at that time, Greg, as something that was becoming m- much more important to? bridge that gap between farmers and consumers or did you just go into ag communications because you kind of like the idea i mean that's why i chose the major i liked the idea i thought it would be something i was good at i was a good writer and so you know i thought i'd go into it for that but then yeah i mean being in class is really what inspired uh those first that first video i mean i you know i i that was definitely right right that 2011, 2012 time frame. That was right when all the all these issues were kind of starting to to come up, and so it was kind of kind of cool to be a, a part of that, I guess. And what was was this YouTube parodies? Were these some of the things that that you started in school? Did it start as a school project, or or did you have to try a bunch of things before you found something that worked for you? No, it was started, uh, I mean, like I said, the kind of the motivation for it was from being in class. I mean, I mean, my mind was was often on the, the subject of, you know, how, how do we better communicate what farmers do. And, and then, of course, I had a lot of friends there at K-State from, like, the Kansas City area who just, yeah, like, like Toronto, just knew nothing about farming. And then so, 
that, that was kind of all going into my motivation. Um, but I, I'd come up with an idea to do a, a music video with my brothers uh, that summer. Uh, and, you know, I was kind of trying to write a song on my own, but, but uh, there was nothing there. And then one evening I was just uh, at a restaurant with some of my friends and the song I'm texting I know was playing and I was changing the words. And, and that's kind of where the idea really formed in my head. So it, it wasn't a school project, but it was, it was right during school and it was, it was kind of motivated by what we were talking about at school. So I would not be considered your, your target demographic, Greg, because I am a middle-aged man, you know, working in agriculture, but I know most of the songs that you parodied, which I'm a little embarrassed to, to say. I do have teenage girls, uh-huh. and so I was picking those up pretty quick, and so, so I'm farming and I know it What was the first one. Yeah. And how... When did you know that that was going to be a, a sensation? Did it start slow? Uh, no, we, we, we didn't know it was going to be a sensation, and, and we posted it. We talked about it. You know, we kind of we kind of set out to when we when we filmed it. You know, yeah, it was our first really big video we'd ever done. We'd made some random videos about our farm before that didn't have any views, but like when we set out to film that, I told I told Nathan and Kendall that we were going to make it. You know good enough that we wouldn't get made fun of that was kind of the concern putting a music video on the internet was that you get made fun of and so i was like well we, could, we just have to make it good enough that our friends can't make fun of us for it so we we'd really gone all out to just make it as epic as possible and then when we posted it we're like well this this video turned out pretty good it'll probably you know it'll probably be successful on the internet but the highest number of views we'd ever talked about was maybe uh you know, 50,000 after a couple of years, something like that. That was kind of our, our goal going into it. And then um, it, it hit 50,000 by day two, and it hit 500,000 by day four, and 5 million by the end of the week. So it's staggering. It, uh, it definitely wasn't slow. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's it's what people are interested in. You know, it, it, yeah. even, it even had cats in it, which always works on the internet. Yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> so, so some of my favorites... Greg, obviously, uh, I'm farming. I know it because I can relate, you know, to that one. Yeah. Farm farmer yeah. style, uh, which of course uh-huh. is, is is gang of style. Uh, chores. I wrote this one down, and then I. What was? Ball from Roar. For Katy Perry, right? Of course, who doesn't love a, a good Katy Perry parody? Uh-huh. Katy per- per- Perry. Actually, you guys, that's how you introed it, wasn't it? You're sitting in the pickup truck. Yeah. And, yeah, I had to get a get a pun in there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. They, you all kind of have, have have your roles, and, and so are you the you the boss. You you direct them and tell the other two what their part is going to be. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a team effort for sure, but I definitely do most of the uh, behind the scenes and the yeah I guess whatever you want to call it bossing around. Uh, you'll see in the in the behind the scenes videos I kind of move people into place. Nathan and Kendall are goofing off, and I'm trying to move <laughs> them into place, and and uh, I do most of the most of the most all the lyric writing and then a lot of the, the content producing and the editing and so um, but it's definitely a team effort and uh, my, my siblings are really good at, at telling me what's not good anyway <laughs> and, and you even you even get your mom involved a little bit yeah yeah mom and dad we, we put them in multiple videos they uh, they're both pretty shy and uh, you know dad would prefer that we were working on the farm and not filming the videos but <laughs> yeah so, he, uh, so he's flexible enough that he lets us do it 
Well, and, and I have to think they must be super proud of the way this has gone. They, they can see the benefit to this kind of positive um, press for, for agriculture. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely um, totally in support of what we're doing and, and really proud of us. Uh, so yeah, they're both, they're both, you know, they're, they're still our, our parents, so they're trying to keep us grounded and uh, not get too wrapped up in everything. And, and uh, yeah, dad, dad makes sure we get, the, we get all the work done on the farm, like what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's, the, that's the thing, you know, you can, you, you can work hard and, and, and do what you love to do, but you can have a little bit of fun with it as well. and do a little bit of good for the industry right yep so i haven't i haven't got to what to my favorite one yet it, it was titled i'm so farmer and it's a parody of all about the base fancy and and let it go and this is my true confession moment um <laughs> let it go is probably my favorite disney song of all time maybe my favorite song of all time and you do this you do my second favorite parody of let it go What's your what's your favorite parody? My favorite parody is is Let It Go with 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 the goat. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good one. I'm sorry. So so you you are you do take second place to a goat, but but it's a prestigious second place. Yeah, I will take it. All right. No, um, which was your favorite one to do? Oh man, I don't know. It's it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I, I like all of them. Like, it's hard to pick favorites. I, I really like, I really like Chore. It, I think it's my favorite overall, just because of the, uh, the message it conveys. But, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the new one we just put out, our, you know, our original song, uh, Farming and Football, that, that was, uh, awfully fun to, uh, just actually get to write the song. And, and we actually went to a recording studio and, and we really kind of went all out on it. So, uh, it, it, it was it was really fun to make that one. Yeah, and, and I, I I did want to talk about that uh, farming and football, and it's almost it's almost a rap version. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of a rap song. We 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 do like rap. We're we're not shy about you know like people want us to parody country songs, and and we're, you know we're not gonna lie, we like rap better than country, uh, but we can we can respect both. Uh, but yeah, well, that's kind of the direction we thought it should be. You know. A, any football hype song is typically rock or rap, so we chose rap. Uh, excellent. My favorite, my favorite line of that one was, uh, "Farmers are the MVP." Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. what a lot of people forget. Farmers get taken for granted, and and all it would really ever take would be about a a two month food shortage before people would forget about a lot of the sort of right. first world concerns they have about GMOs and about antibiotic use and a lot of those other things we, right. we've just gotten so privileged about cheap economical food that we're starting to create things to get worked up about right yeah i agree and that's you know that was kind of the whole thing of the song it's like you know football is great or you know sports are great entertainment's great but uh you just you know make sure make sure to remember that you know you wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff you get to do in, in this country or in any country without, you know, the kind of the backbone of the people who are providing the, the most basic goods and services. So that was kind of my idea behind the whole, the whole song. What's funny is, is Trent Luce, uh he, he actually kind of uh, brought that idea to me first. He, he 
one of the times we were together, he said something like, uh, you know, you should do a song talking about football and everything, you know, everything in a football game that comes from farmers. So I have to give a shout out to him. Yeah, and, and so Trent's uh, oldest has gone away to school and she living there in Nebraska. Do you know where she went? Uh, do, do I know? Yeah, yeah so, so you would think she would go to Nebraska or Kansas or one of those schools. She, she went to right. Texas. To Texas? Yeah. So wow. You, you give Trent a hard time about that one when you see him next time. <laughs> I'll have to do that. Yeah. So, so uh, on a more serious note, I guess you, you don't just do sort of fun, goofy uh, YouTube parodies. Your blog is, is quite good, at you, uh, and you, you did a, a really good TED Talk that I listened to. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, I started the blog um, back a couple of years ago, like 2014, uh, just because we, we kind of avoided talking about all, you know, the, the hot button issues. Um, we we get a lot of comments on our on our music videos. You know, like, well, what do you guys think about GMOs, or what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about that? And and it was always hard to answer those in a YouTube comment or a Facebook comment. Right. And so um, we just kind of avoided it for a while. And then I, I finally was just like, well, I, you know, I've got we've got to be able to provide an answer to these people. So um, I thought the best way to do that would be to write whole blog posts on these these topics, kind of give our whole opinion. And so. First one I did was the uh, GMOs, and uh, you know it's kind of you know I, you know you know it's going to be polarizing. Everyone's going to freak out about what you, you know anything you say about those kind of things, but we thought it'd be worth it. So I uh, did my best to you know come up with a blog post I thought was fair and accurate, and then posted it, and it it received mostly a good response. I mean I think I think people. Um, helps people kind of see it from a, a less biased angle hopefully and, and then um, yeah all the other blogs blogs I've written you know that's kind of the way we just we try to approach it you know this this is what we believe is factual but it's also based on you know our expertise as farmers and uh, and then that kind of led to that TED talk um, where I you know kind of tried to um, find some middle ground between all these activists who, who are against all these all these things, whether it's, you know, PETA or, you know, organic activists and all, all these things and try to be like, hey, there's, you know, there's room for everyone at the table and, and uh, one way of farming isn't necessarily better than another. Um, one person's diet isn't necessarily better than another. So that's kind of what the, the TED Talk talks about is, you know, trying to, you um, bring everyone together, you know, if we're going to feed the world and, and solve food issues, we can't be spending a bunch of time fighting over over things that don't need to be fought about. So. No, and that's, that's we have to find a way to offer consumers choice without one side playing against the other, and because by saying my product is, is better, inherently it comes across as your product is worse, and that's unfortunate. Right. Yeah, and that's what so much of marketing and, and advertising has turned into these days. I don't think it used to be that, you know, in the past, but it seems like now, even the, you know, the election in the U.S., it's like uh, all, all anyone does anymore is, is just try to trash the other side, and, and it's just like, why don't you, you know, just stick with um, what's positive about 
about your side. And so, well, um, you you, you brought it up, Greg. I wasn't going to wade into <laughs> politics, but 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 you did bring it up. And I don't know if you remember a few <laughs> years ago, uh, here in Toronto, we had a mayor that right. got caught smoking crack with with some gangsters, and and it hit me, you know, the popular media in the U.S. and all around the world, and you guys laughed and laughed. And, yeah. And, and now we're getting our laugh uh, with Trump and Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it, it's uh, somewhat entertaining and somewhat sad for other countries to watch our uh, whatever was, whatever's happening right now. So. Yeah, but your point, your point is exactly right. When, when, when you watch the debates, which I, which I did, again, I, I'm a little embarrassed to say how uh, how much I'm into the US election process but it's uh, like reality TV and but if you just took the two personalities completely out of it I don't think there's much question about which policies are best for the American people but nobody talks about the policies nobody really even you know cares what do the Republicans stand for and what do the Democrats stand for right so. Yeah, it's turned into just kind of a mudslinging event. So I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we could have. Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like we could have come up with better candidates. And I feel like the media and everyone could do a better job of yeah, trying to stick to the issues and not just you know talk about all this other stuff. Well, and there's a there, there's a parallel because I think part of why people don't want to go into the public service you know they don't want to be in the spotlight they don't want to subject themselves to the kind of criticism and you know digging for the skeletons in your closet that that happens every time and yeah. you are putting yourself out there and your entire family is is putting yourselves in the spotlight and opening up that that possibility for criticism and and maybe even you know, things a little more dangerous than that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, I, I would say we recognize that, and that, that's just, when, when the first video went viral, it was, it was a little bit um, stressful, it was a little bit scary, I mean, you never know what's going to happen when you get put out there like that, but, uh, you know, over the years, I've gotten a little more confident, I guess, that, um, I, I don't know, you know, if something bad's going to happen, something bad's going to happen, but I don't think it should keep you from, uh, you know, trying to make a difference, trying to, uh, you know, promote what you believe is the truth. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, there's definitely, like, our, our mom and dad and sister, they, we try to kind of protect them a little bit and keep them out of the spotlight as much as the three of us. But the three of us brothers, we, I don't think any of us really, um, we're not, it's kind, of, it's kind of too late, honestly. That's kind of our... <laughs> Right, it's, you know, the, the, it's kind of too late to, to uh, go back to being a, a nobody. So yeah, so we just kind of roll with it and, and uh, kind of use the platform best we can. And the thing that struck me, somebody said one time that if we don't tell our stories, what are consumers supposed to believe? If we're not prepared to stand up and say this is what happens on my farm, and the animal rights activists and PETA and and, and the anti-GMO guys, we let them talk. And don't respond. What are what are we expecting from the consumers? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's really what why I started writing those blogs. I said, well, you know, I, I shouldn't just sit back and not have an answer because not having an answer is like um, basically 
saying that, yeah, you're probably, you're right. And so, you know, I think every farmer needs to have answers of why, why they use the tools they do, why they use the methods they do. And, and, um, and if you, if you don't know, then, then you need to find out. I mean, that's, that seems to me to be pretty, uh, pretty obvious. And I, you know, I know that people can twist your words and, and uh, things can, you know, you know, I've seen plenty of times how, you know, people back to this film videos on farms and, and make it look totally different than what it actually is. But um, that's why I like having the, have, you know, creating the, con- producing the content on my own and, and uh, you know, knowing that it's going to be an accurate depiction and, and at least kind of putting that out there to uh, fight against, um, you know, in- inaccurate you know, there's going to be inaccurate stuff out there about farming and farmers, but um, I think it's our job to counteract that with with what what's actually accurate and what's true. And you, so you've written a few things on your blog that could be controversial. You, you did the GMO one. You did a, a piece about your beef with Chipotle, and I thought that was, was yeah. really good. We had a similar situation up here in Canada with a a restaurant named Earl's Kitchen. And Earl's, yeah, was you you heard about that? Yeah, I've heard about some of the different ones. I know like you you guys had trouble with A and W too, and and uh, some of the different. Uh, there was one other one in Canada, but yeah, they they yeah, I've heard about that. I, I I've met quite a few people from from Canada, so I I get quite a bit of I get some some Canada news on my social media feeds. <laughs> and and Trent always claims that. Ontario especially is a hotbed for vegans and and animal rights people and I don't know that that's necessarily true but we do have a lot of a huge urban population and people that have become super disconnected from farming you can you can be on a farm here in Ontario and you're never more than probably 40 minutes from a city with you know three or four hundred thousand people and a lot of like you're never really more than two hours from Toronto here in southwestern Ontario. When I travel right. to Western Canada or I travel to the Midwest, I do see a, a difference where where farming is still front and center. Is that true in Kansas, do you think? Uh, can, you, can you repeat that? Sorry, I, so, so, so when I go to Western Canada or, or the Midwest, I feel like farming is still front and center. So here in Ontario, you got to go a long way into the newspaper before you can find anything about agriculture or anything about farming. But if you go to Western Canada, the newspapers out there, it's always it's always front page news. Is that the way it is in Nebraska? Yeah, I mean in Kansas and Nebraska, I mean it's agriculture is a pretty big deal. I mean it's it's not it's not like it is out there in the the coast uh, in the U.S. You know, we, I think most people in the Midwest here at least recognize agriculture and they see farmers and they know farmers, but it's still, it's, even in rural Kansas, rural Nebraska, there's still a disconnect. I mean, a lot of people have never actually been on the farm, never actually had a conversation with a farmer and, and have never really made that connection with, with uh, you know, what farmers are doing. And even, even in rural America, rural Canada, even in the farm community there can still be misconceptions about big farms by small farmers conventional farmers by organic farmers 
we yeah. we can't seem to all get on the same page. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. Okay, so I can see where you guys would uh, be living a celebrity lifestyle and have to deal with fans on the street. What's the weirdest what? fan interaction that you've had to have with with someone to date? Uh, well, we, you know, it, it's different places we go. You feel more famous than others. Uh, and what we've learned is, yeah, like the farther away from home you go, uh, kind of the crazier the, the fans <laughs> get. And so, you know, we've got we've actually gotten to speak in, in some places like Australia and, and uh, Germany and South Africa. And uh, we were in Germany, and, and they had a performance, uh, what was called the the Young Farmers Party. So there was just like there's just like five thousand young farmers there. Uh, it was like basically a concert venue. And, uh, and we had people kind of like rushing the stage and we had like security hold people back and we were, we were signing people's arms and, 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 uh, it just felt like we were rock stars. So dude, you are, you are, you are, see, that was me. Okay. I just said, dude, you are a rock star. So that was me trying to relate to a young person, uh, which, which is something my kids ask me not to do. But if I, if I say cool or, or out of sight, then, then I'll really be, uh, breaking the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's all right. At least, at least you're trying, you know. I do. I, I do try. I know, and and I don't embarrass easy, which is a a good thing. So, uh, what what anything you want to promote, Greg? What's what's going on? Christine really wanted me to ask you what's the next song you've got in the in the can. You can tell us if you want. You can break it here, but but don't feel obligated. Yeah. Um, well, we just we just did two two videos in three months, and that was after like an eight month break where we you know we we're busy with stuff and and then we figured it's time to put off some content so now we're kind of back in the uh um brainstorming mode so i, I don't necessarily have anything uh, specific i'd like to do i'd like to do you know some more original stuff like farming football but I, you know i also don't necessarily want to go away from the parodies and uh, we don't really know how much you know we, we never really have a five-year plan i mean life can life can change on you and, and we may not be able to do this kind of stuff um, as much as we are, but uh, we definitely want to keep making videos for as long as it makes sense to, and, and definitely advocate for agriculture for um, probably for the rest of our lives. So I mean, uh, yeah, I don't have anything specific, uh, but but there's definitely going to be some more stuff in the works. Good, we'll be we'll be looking forward to it, and maybe we'll have to arrange something to get you back up here to Canada to to speak, and maybe we'll get a couple of songs out of you when you're here no, normally what we do greg is we we ask people to give out their their twitter and where to get them on online but i think we'll just tell everybody um google search peterson farm brothers and y you'll find these guys excellent appreciate it thanks for doing this greg if this is the last podcast we ever do it's been fun and if not we'll see you next time